This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, March 9th, 2022, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Paul, the fallout from Revolution did not disappoint. Right? Uh, no, Revolution did not disappoint, <clears throat> clearly, and uh, the fallout did not disappoint either. Yes, for those listening that are not viewing the show, Paul is tapping his uh, KOP predictions title, which he successfully defended on Sunday. Not only did he defeat me, I have to give him his dues. He was perfect all across the board, nine for nine. That was the first time in history, and I really regret that I didn't join the uh, DraftKings pool because I could have had some money. Yeah, you could have. I wonder if... That included the um, buy-in matches too. So oh. I would I would have missed the Chris Statlander one. I thought she would beat Layla Hirsch, and she did not. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would have lost that one as well. But so. uh, yeah, kudos to you. I can't be too mad. I mean, the uh, women's title match ended up costing me. I thought Thunder Rosa was going to take it off of Britt Baker, but Britt successfully defended it against Thunder Rosa. Uh, rematch going down next week in San Antonio for the St. Patrick's Day um, slam or smash? Uh, St. Patrick's Day slam, I think. Slam. I always get their events confused with slams and smashes and whatever the titles are, but uh, we'll talk about that more right when we get into the show. But before we get into recapping tonight's show, a few uh, uh, business notes here. Uh, Last week we said that we were going to do a uh, promo code on our merchandise website, that code is now live. That code is MADNESS, in all caps, M-A-D-N-E-S-S. Free shipping on any orders from now through April 10th. So go buy some KOP merchandise, support a great podcast, and look great doing so. Yes. Yes, indeed. And uh, what did you, what were your overall, overall takes from Revolution before we get into tonight? Oh, man. It was such an action-packed show. Uh, it surely it was, was. great from start to finish. Um, Wardlow's a baby face. I'm all for this. Um, there's been a lot of teases revolution. And then tonight as well, which I'll get into when we recap the show, 
uh, that have really, really got me scratching my head. I know I'm probably looking too much into these things, but, uh, you know, it, it happened at Revolution and it happened again tonight. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Um, well, you can't leave everybody in the dark. You got, you got a lot of people probably don't know what you're talking about. All right. All right. I'll bring it up. So tonight, the center stage was set up again. Uh, the platform was in place. The steps were there as if somebody was going to come up from in between the tunnels and be there. Are you talking about Cody Rhodes? Could be. I don't know. Maybe he's letting somebody else use it. You know, there was a Twitter war about who got to use the middle, whether yeah. it was Jade or Tay or, you know, Red Velvet or who else, you know, yeah. all the women were aiming for that middle spot. So maybe somebody is going to get to use it or maybe Cody is swerved us all worse than we ever imagined. And he's going to come back and he's going to come back as a heel on the ROH side. I don't know. It's quiet on the Cody front, which is really weird right now. I don't I don't know. <laughs> It's know. almost scary because according it's so to quiet. Dave Meltzer, he's got multiple offers, balls in his court, but the WWE wants him to decide pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But if you do follow WWE programming, one of their top stars, Seth Rollins, doesn't have a story right now going into WrestleMania. That's where I'm kind of thinking Cody's gonna fit in there. So we'll see. I don't know. But does he have to have a storyline? <laughs> I would think so. I think one of your top, top stars, you want them uh, to have a pretty featured match. But Well, I got to give it to these guys. They pulled a uh, AEW. There was more focus on the Madison Square Garden show this past Saturday than I think there has been around WWE programming in months. Mm-hmm. Because Sean Ross Sapp uh, released that uh, it was eerily quiet. There was talk backstage at msg and they weren't allowed to say what well honestly when i had read that i thought cody's gonna debut and win the title off Brock. that that is honestly what i thought i will be the first to admit that uh, i do not always follow wwe um but i spent saturday night on my phone just refreshing <laughs> every you know 30 seconds to see what was going on well and see that's what they want you to do yes i didn't tweet about it I didn't like anything. I did. I think I like retweeted one or two things. Um, but overall, I mean, it looked like it was a pretty solid show. It was a fun show. So I, I give them props. They did a live show. They did a house show and it was good. Uh, going back to revolution. We're talking about debuts and everything. Yeah. William Regal. All oh, elite, and swerve. Man. all elite. Yes. Um, I had stepped away briefly to get a drink and I heard William Regal, and I dropped everything that I was doing. Luckily, I didn't have anything in my hands. Uh, and walked back around the corner just to make sure I heard what I heard and saw William Regal on my TV, and I was excited. He might have had the biggest pop of the night. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah. how he did it, too. He came up from the side, no entrance music, no nothing. Just walked into the ring, didn't say anything on the microphone, got into Moxley's face, got into... Um, Danielson's face and then walked out. Yep. And we'll have more to talk on about, talk about it, including him tonight, the night's podcast, because uh, he was a big part of tonight's show for sure. So, any other thoughts on Revolution before we get right into to the night's dynamite? Anybody stand out to you? I came away thinking it was Wardlow's night. Oh, I agree. Um, 
if we're picking wrestler of the night, I'm going Wardlow. <laughs> I mean, I, it was so great when he walked down there and couldn't find the diamond ring. I was like, oh, is this it? And then, you know, Punk hit something on MJF, and then he goes, ah, and grabs it. And I was like, here it is. Yep. That was on uh, that, top of already winning the uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. So. Yes, absolutely. Which, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing your thoughts about uh, the TNT Championship. Yeah, my up. thoughts definitely have changed going into next week after the uh, result of tonight's main event. But let's get right into the show, shall we? Let's do the it. The show opens up with Chris Jericho's Judas theme um, kicking everything off. And then JR says it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Jericho comes out and he says that last Sunday was one of the best nights of his career, although although he lost. He thinks it was one of the best matches of his career and arguably the best of his AEW run. He thinks Eddie Kingston claiming he brought out a side of him he thought was gone. Um, Jericho says he didn't live up to his word after the match, and his word, uh, word is everything. He didn't shake Eddie's hand, didn't tell Eddie he respects him, so he wants Eddie to come out so he can shake his hand and let him know. Eddie does came, come out, crowds chant for Eddie. Eddie's so over right now, Paul, it's not even funny. I don't think Eddie cared how over he was. He uh, he tried to be a heel out there, and it it wasn't working. He kept telling the fans to shut up. He didn't care, and they weren't having any of it. They were still cheering for him. Uh, Eddie said the Friday night before the biggest match of his career, he didn't want to show up. He wanted to go out drinking as Jericho had gotten his head. A fan tried to do the what chant, and Eddie says, uh, show the, show them some respect as Steve Austin isn't here. Thought that was pretty good. Um, he uh, says four people told him that they uh, didn't commit suicide because of him, and that's why he showed up. After the match, he went to his hotel room and cried because he wanted to make those people from the fan fest proud. Eddie gets emotional and says he hopes he did that. Eddie tells Jericho the handshake wasn't for him. The handshake was for Jericho. It sounds like a Chris Jericho problem. He says he dragged out the man who he looked up to in Japan that was showing him respect. Says uh, Jericho proved he's still the man and still number one, but Eddie questions if that's enough to fill the hole where he doesn't want to show respect to young guys. Jericho says everything Eddie just said was right. Jericho tells Eddie he has his underdying respect. He thanks him for giving him respect and offers to shake his hand. The two men do shake the hands but then 2.0's music hits they come out with Daniel Garcia start jumping uh, both Kingston and Jericho beating them both up but then Santana and Ortiz hit to make the save they get get a hold of Jer- of Garcia excuse me it looks like they're gonna hit him with the bat they give Jericho the bat but then he cracks Ortiz and Santana with the bat He's working alongside 2.0 and Garcia. Hager then comes down, screaming at Jericho, questioning what he's doing. Then he blasts Santana and Ortiz as well, sticking with Chris. Jericho smashes Kingston over the head with the baseball bat. Then Hager power bombs Kingston from the ring apron through the table. Worst spot of the night, in my opinion. I hope Eddie's okay. That was ugly. I don't know what Jake was thinking. Um, definitely didn't do that safely. Uh, Jericho then gets on the microphone and tells us all that his new group is called the Jericho Appreciation Society, and that's entertainment. Two things, Paul. What do you think of the Jericho and Hager heel turn that split up the inner circle? And what do you think about this faction's name? Okay. Uh, I knew inner circle, we've been talking, inner circle was going to break up. I didn't expect it to be this way. Me neither. 
But based off of uh, past experiences with Jericho, it didn't really surprise me. I'm more of a Jericho fan when he's a heel. Personally. Yes. Yes. I love Jericho as a heel. That's when he does his best work. Uh, that was when he was Y2J. And can um, I say how good this guy looks right now? How good a shape? He looks like he's 10, 15 yeah. years younger right now. Yeah, I know. He's uh, lost a bunch of weight, put on more muscle mass, toned up some more. Um, the hair's more of a natural color now. Yeah. And the beard's cleaned up. I I should probably follow in his (laughs) his, uh, role there and clean up mine. But, uh, yeah, he looked great. Yeah. So I noticed that uh, last week on Dynamite. Yeah. It really showed through on Revolution and then again tonight as well. Uh, The name. Mm. It's going to take some time to get used to it. I thought they had it right there. Inner Circle 2.0. You take the Inner Circle, you take 2.0, you combine it. Yes. I, I yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, I think getting rid of the inner circle was the right idea, though. Um, but no, I don't I know. Agree. I agree. Sammy's on his own. You still have Hager paired with Jericho. I think Hager's a better heel. I'm not a big fan of Jake Hager. I've been outspoken on that on the podcast, but I think he is a better heel than he is a face. Now Santana and Ortiz can go with Eddie Kingston, reform LAX to an extent. I think it's great. Um, and they already have the new Jericho um, Appreciation Society, JAS, as I'm going to call it, T-shirt mm-hmm. on shopaw.com. Oh, of course they do. Didn't take them long. No. He probably said this is the Jericho Appreciation Society, and somebody probably hit enter on a keyboard to send it live. Yep. So it was live on the website before Jericho officially got the words out on cable television due to the delay. <laughs> Most likely. But I don't know. I'm I can't get behind JAS quite yet. Maybe it'll Maybe. draw on us. Maybe. Yes. I don't think the name will. Yeah. But uh I don't know. I think if we eliminate Hager, I'd be okay with the group. Yeah, we'll see. I mean I'm glad uh I'm glad two point oh and Daniel Garcia are gonna be more primed in the position. I like that. So of course I thought they were gonna go with uh Moxley and Danielson at first, but hey, nice oh, little Garcia swerve. at least, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they get a little taste, a little taste of the spotlight now. I have to do that when I talk about 2.0. I have to. Oh, I know. It just it it takes me back to the last time he defended the BTE title <laughs> on BTE yeah. with the with the coach and I. Yeah, that was yeah. something. It was great though that they were in uh, Connecticut and they had somebody joining them called the coach. Yep. Yep. That wasn't a stab at anybody. I promise <laughs> you. We didn't see CM Punk uh, being interviewed after the dog collar match as footage from the from the encounter is displayed. Uh, he says he'll be digging dried blood out for weeks, but that CM Punk is dead. Long live CM Punk. What did you think of that match on Sunday, Paul? Oh, that was excellent. That was everything I was, was hoping it was going to be. But it was a fun it one. It was. Um, yeah. Uh, not quite sure how the the uh, chain happened to come off of... Uh, MJF's collar, but yeah, 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 somebody didn't have that tight enough. But uh, here's the problem I have with MJF it's not his blood. That's all I'm going to say. Well, here's the problem I have with the booking of MJF he never wins the fallouts from the feuds, he always loses the last match. He won um, against Inner Circle. 
he threw Jericho off the cage and won that match. But he lost at, at all out to Jericho. And Jericho, if Jericho would have lost, he was going to retire. Yeah. The final but, fight. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I was trying to give him something. I mean, there. He, he did beat Darby at full gear, but that was a short program. Yeah. Um, usually with the longer ones, he, well, he did beat Cody, which yeah. I always thought they were going to run that one back, but I guess we'll never get that, at least for a long time. Um, ROH. Yeah, I thought it was good. What did you think of the throwback to ROH entrance by CM Punk? And have you seen all of the wrestling community on the internet up in arms about this? And what's your take on that? Because I have a take on it all, but I want, I want to know what your feelings Okay, I thought it was great. That's where I was introduced to Punk. I used to watch ROH more than I did WWE. So you were so, a ROH DVD guy or video uh, guy? I mean... I found it on, uh, we had uh, either Direct or Dish Network at the time, and they had a channel that had it. Now, I don't know if they were live or if they were reruns, but there was weekly shows on there. I got to see Samoa Joe. I got Mm -hmm. to see uh, Brian Danielson. I got to see CM Punk. I got to see Seth Rollins. So, I mean, yeah, that's why I was so excited when those guys signed with WWE, but uh, we saw how well that went. For most of them. I, I was not an ROH watcher back then. I was just WWE. Um, but I knew of his uh, attire in ROH. I th- in, When that music was hidden, I thought it was his ROH um, throwback song, his entrance, until and then you confirmed it for me that it was AFI. And, and yeah, I'm familiar with AFI. And I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. But for all the people bashing people that didn't know that, I don't know why you have to bash people for not knowing that. I mean, um, because the wrestling community is toxic. It's the worst at times. It is. It is. I want, you know, I want to go back to spoiler free, no dirt sheets on the internet wrestling when, you know, the most you crapped on the other person for was because they would watch WCW on Monday night instead of raw. You know, that was the worst that you got back then. But now it's like, oh, my gosh, you don't you don't recall this from 20 years ago. Three, you're not a fan. Well, yeah, so, some of us might not know every bit of wrestling history there is. And I liked how Excalibur explained it to everybody that did not know Thought that was nice. You know, that's why they have them here. That's why they have commentators to do that sort of thing. So, yeah, Excalibur I don't know, that just really bugged job. me this week when I'm seeing other people bash on other people for not knowing that. And the and maybe you you watch the dirt sheets more than I do and kind of the Twitter stuff more right. than I do, um, because I like to pretend I'm still in that time frame where <laughs> the wrestling community wasn't toxic. Well, I, pay, I pay the five bucks for five <laughs> select, which I think is the best five bucks you can get for wrestling coverage. So I, I just pay the five bucks. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow along if I'm spoiled once in a while. I'm spoiled once in a while, and usually they'll let you know spoiler alert in the headline. So if you don't right. want to know, you don't read. But something I saw, and it was a it was on YouTube, and I think it was from Wrestle Talk, and I don't know if you follow them or not. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Um, was a statement that uh, CM Punk's entrance at Revolution was a silent apology. I didn't understand that reference at all. I mean, is it an apology to ROH? Is it an apology to the past of him and Colt Cabana? 
I didn't get all that, so I I didn't watch the video. I probably should. Yeah, I have and, no idea. Uh, maybe I will tonight or tomorrow and kind of educate myself on what that apology was for. But I don't think it was. I think it was him showing tribute to the company that Tony Khan just bought and the Absolutely. fact that he can't use that because it's in the library. Yeah, and he's wanted to use it for a while. Oh, now yeah. he officially can. And, I mean, he got emotional in the uh, – post aw revolution scrums um talking yeah. about roh and how he feels like it's his baby in, in the right hands and it's not gonna be uh you know just a tab on a on a on a shitty app so uh, yeah which, which i got a kick out of he's always gonna take a jab at wwe while he can so. oh yeah until um, vince finally sends him a cease and desist he'll do it yeah so good stuff there on to the aw world championship match which was just um wasn't really advertised that much. I think Tony put oh. up a graphic about two hours prior to the show, two or three hours prior to the show. Adam Hangman Page defending his championship against the uh, number two man in the rankings, young Dante Martin, who just turned 21 last week. Uh, they shook hands to start things out. Hangman used his strength to drop um, Dante down with a few shoulder shoulder tackle takes, but Dante, of course, picked up the pace and rocked uh, Hangman with a drop kick and a few chops. Hangman responded by springboarding and hitting the lariat, sending Dante to the outside. He then launched himself over to the top rope to take Dante out. Uh, Hangman then unloads some more chops of his own inside the ring, but Martin hit a few himself, so kind of having a chop fest there, Ric Flair style. Um, Hangman then exploded with the lariat in the corner, which he followed up with a huge clothesline, dropping Dante to the mat. Dante then tried to leap over the over Hangman, but he got caught and got hit with the Death Valley driver. But Dante kicked out. Dante continued to fight back and forth, sending Hangman out of the ring, and he followed that up with a, a moonsault from the top turnbuckle to the outside. Dante then looked for a drop kick from the top turnbuckle, but Hangman caught him in midair and turned into a power bomb. But Dante kicked out yet again. Dante then sent Hangman out of the ring once again. He looked for a springboard to the outside, but Hangman pushed him back into the ring. Immediately, Hangman launched himself into the buckshot lariat, and then he covered him for the one, two, three. After the match, Shivani hit went into the ring to interview Hangman, but Hangman told Dante to get back into the ring. He told him that Dante was put in a tough spot last year when Darius, his brother, got hurt. But look, he pushed himself all the way to a title shot, and Hangman said he will be going for the tag team titles. Not he, uh, he as in Dante and Darius of Top Flight. But when he makes it back here, he'd love to do it again. Adam Cole then appeared telling Hangman to shut his mouth. At Revolution, he proved that Hangman wasn't untouchable. Uh, Adam Cole congratulated Hangman for his fluky victory. He says anybody can get lucky once, and next time they face it won't happen. Adam Cole challenges Hangman to a six-man tag match next week. He has two specific young men in mind who Paige knows very well. Adam Cole says he will make Hangman's life a living hell, and he will not stop until he gets what he wants and what he reserves, deserves. He won't stop until he hears a new AW World Champion, Adam Cole, baby. And then Hangman's music hits. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was the best part, in my opinion. I, I know that was probably set up not to hit Adam Cole's music, but just him doing his whole tagline and then uh, Hangman's music hits. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, now you mentioned that it was kind of a Ric Flair style. Almost nobody took like five steps and then face planted for no You're apparent right. reason. Right. So it was almost Ric Flair yeah. style. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we knew a hey, hangman wasn't going to drop the title, but 
no. Once again, Dante showed off. Man, the kid's only 21 years old, and he just keeps getting better and better. He's one of those talents. I have to stop what I'm doing when he's on TV and watch because he's so electrifying to watch. He's so yes. good. Man, he's fast. He's agile. He's you know, strong for being such a little guy. His hang so. time is just ridiculous. Oh, man. And he's so athletic. And then, uh, yeah, set up the six-man tag match, which we will later on in the show find out who exactly is going to be in that match for next week. So uh, playing some little seeds, though. Interesting. I like it. Yes, Especially a lot if you of, watch BTE. A lot more seeds playing it tonight. Mm-hmm. We then got uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, the new tag team with William Regal against the Workhorsemen, which is J.D. Drake and um, hmm. all the guys' that last guy. name's Henry. I don't remember his first hmm. name off the top of my head. That guy. But uh, hmm. Anthony Henry. Excuse me. There he is. Anthony Henry. But basically, Brian Danielson and John Moxley won pretty quickly. Um, and after the match was really the big big part of it, uh, William Regal uh, got emotional talking to Shivani and how they met years ago and how Shivani was one of the guys who really helped him out more than anybody. Um, he brought up how he wasn't employed uh, with his former employer, a.k.a. WWE anymore, so he took two months off from watching wrestling, but then was hearing that Brian Danielson was talking about him on Dynamite, so he checked it out, and then he saw that he was going to fight Moxley, who he met Moxley 11 years ago. Pretty much he called Brian Danielson the perfect wrestler, John Moxley the crazy sadistic person who will take it over to limits and pretty much said they needed a team together. And he uh, said he warned anyone who steps into the ring with them, they will not like the outcome. You'll either have to step up or get stepped on. Yes, it was. I think Regal's promo was longer than the match, Um, but I'm okay with that because it's William Regal. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) I mean, as long as it's not that length of a promo every single week, I'm okay with, this here I am in case you don't know who I am because you're younger. And I appreciate the fact that he did mention, you know, a lot of younger talent or a lot of younger fans are watching now and may not truly know who he is. Right. Right. Um, Although I thought he was going to make a a statement about um, Moxley being a, a cerebral assassin there for a minute, but he did not. No, no, he did not. But uh great pickup for AW. I don't know how WWE ever let him get away. Um, he's going to be such a asset to all the talent backstage. Yes. Um, and if you're watching our broadcast live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, um, and if you want to leave a comment, please do so. You can comment on any topic we're talking about. You can ask us questions. We'd love to get you right uh, involved in the conversation. Absolutely. So, we then got a match between Wheeler Yuta and Pac, which I liked how commentary explained this one. It was because the – World Championship didn't go the whole 60 minutes. They added this match. So I like okay. that. I liked how they explained getting it in there. But uh, basically, Pac won a uh, squash match, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Making Wheeler Yuta uh, tap out with the Brutalizer. Um, it's really He had the full, uh, well, not the full, no Orange Cassidy, but he had the the um, best friends with him, Dan Housen, Chucky e. T, Trent, and I don't know if Statlander was out there with him or not. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah. But Which is he sad. I'm a Statlander fan. Normally I notice when she's on TV, yeah, but I just didn't catch it. But uh, yeah, Pac won easily. We we knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anytime you're taking on Wheeler, you did the other guys winning. 
but I don't think their story, the Death Triangle story with um, House of Black's done quite yet. I don't think so. We then get backstage the Cutler cam shown as Adam Cole says he knows Sunday wasn't the best night for any of them. He's talking to Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. However, Matt Jackson questions Red Dragon and they begin arguing. Adam Cole tells them to stop and he says next week they'll change things up. Cole says he has the perfect partners who are two of his very best friends. Matt tells him to count them out if it involves Hangman, but Cole says he wasn't picking them anyway. He was picking Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly as they walk away. Thoughts? Yeah. Interesting because it was truly, I mean, from the start of Adam Cole when he interrupted Hangman to back there, it sounded like he was going with the Bucks, you know, two young men. Um, they yep. know how to throw a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really thought it was he was going to say the Bucks, but he went Red Dragon, and I think it's still planting more seeds. I thought when he started the interview backstage, he was going to split the teams up and go Matt and Bobby or Matt yes. and Kyle or Nick and Bobby and Nick and Kyle. Nick, yeah, I thought he was going to split them up and do it like that. Yeah, the way they kept kind of like yeah. gesturing back and yeah. forth. Even he was doing it a little bit. I was like, okay, he's going to get one from each. Yep. Yeah, but uh, definitely – I mean, laying the seeds, and if if you don't watch BTE or aren't familiar with this, or familiar with what happened this past week, at the very end, a guy approached the unbuck said, "You left this jacket in your locker room." They're like, "That's not our jacket," and it was Hangman's jacket. Yeah, that was interesting. I that's why I know they haven't talked about blood or guts yet, but I think we're ultimately going to get a blood and guts. And but I don't know how many people they want on each side because the pinnacle and. Um, and our circle is five on five. Yeah. I mean, I'm only seeing Red Dragon's got three. If Hangman would join the Bucks with the Elite, that's three. You can throw in Omega in there somewhere, but there's others. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, maybe a Switchblade or two? Mm, could be. Yeah. Switchblade, yeah. Omega. There you go. There's your four on four. Yeah. Yeah. So, because let's not forget, I didn't even mention that from the buy in. Don Callis did show up. He did. Just, you know, reminding everybody of the name, Kenny yep. Omega. Yep. Oh, and, and if anybody was wondering what kind of reaction Kenny's going to get when he comes back, he's going to get a huge ovation. And yes. he's going to have to turn baby's face from heel pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, absolutely. Speaking of possibly turning baby face from heel, <laughs> we see FTR being interviewed where Dax Harwood says wrestling was his first love. He uh, tries to call out Red Dragon. But Tully Blanchard cuts him off, says he was brought in by them to win titles, but they argue about what it's all about. Cash Wheeler then says, this is about family. And Tully, you're not that. You're fired. Yeah, that kind of caught me by surprise. He said that. And I was like, wait, what? I, I had guess to... Tully can just go back to Sean Spears now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing the pinnacle crumble. We see Wardlow. Spoiler alert coming up that he's not involved with Pinnacle anymore. It looks like we're possibly getting FTR face change, which I'm all for. I think that'd be cool. So we're going to have Sean Spears, MJF, and Tully Blanchard. (laughs) Yep. There's an interesting tag team for you. Yeah. MJF and Sean Spears. Yeah. Make it happen. We then see the AHFO. Glad I don't have to say that after this week. Oh, oh, what are we going to have to call it now, though? The AOF? AFO? AFO? 
They're all in the ring with Matt Hardy saying he uh, wants to make things right, but Andrade wants to fire him. Andrade asks where Matt's suit is. Matt says uh, when he puts on the suit, he transforms into an asshole, and Andrade knows what that's all about, and Jose certainly does. Poor Jose. He <laughs> wants to make things right. Andrade says he wants to take a vote, but Matt says private party will never vote, vote him out. They start doing the vote, but private party ends up turning against him. Saw that coming. Giving a thumbs down behind his back. Andrade says you will always need to watch your back, and Matt turns around to see that they have indeed turned on him. The entire group then beats Matt up uh, with all members getting their shots in. Andrade then hits a big running boot. However, Darby and Steen make their way out. They hit the ring and start brawling with everybody inside the ring as well. They're still outnumbered. Then Jeff Nero Hardy, Jeffrey Nero Hardy, as JR called him, his music hits and a lot of people on Twitter like how can they use this music it was loaded which that's the title of the Hardy Boys theme song that's not owned by WWE no that is uh, public domain so that's how they were able to get that and Fightful Select posted an update after Dynamite was off the air tonight as seen on tonight's Dynamite Jeff Hardy did use loaded not only did AEW quickly gain the rights to use that theme when they found out Hardy was coming in but they licensed the entire library that it was part of so technically AEW could use hardcore and crash Holly's theme if they wanted to wow Wow. So uh, Jeff Hardy's music hits what I loved and cracked me up about this. Matt's getting beat up there, but Jeff still has to stop and do the juke real quick. <laughs> and cheer <laughs> with the fans. Up. The fans are, he's, you know, acknowledging them. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> and Jeff comes in, um, helps them clean house, hits a swanton bomb. Jeff and Matt share a hug together. Hardy boys are back together. Jeff is all elite, but Darby looked like he was in shock. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Darby j- thinks he just saw a ghost or if he saw the next Older version of himself. championships. Yeah. But, uh, Hardy Boys are back. Crowd loves Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's been a fan favorite everywhere he's been, whether it's been WWE, TNA, now AEW. They already have a Jeff Hardy shirt and a Hardy Boys shirt on shopaw.com. I almost guarantee you those will be the top sellers at the end of the week. And let's not uh, forget here, I know this is probably not the most popular opinion, but Jeff's the better wrestler of the two Hardys. He is. He Well, he's the one that's always got the more, more of the push. Uh, Matt's yes. been the one that hasn't had as many troubles outside of the ring, I guess. He's had, he's had a couple, too, but not as much as Jeff. But great to see them both so happy tonight. Great to – let's enjoy this run while we can. We don't know how long it'll be for. Let's enjoy it. A little nostalgia yeah. going on. Jeff's lost some weight. Toned because up a little bit. I was always probably one of the rare ones, which I was a bigger Matt Hardy fan than I was a Jeff Hardy fan of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. I just, from day one when I saw him, I didn't like Matt. I don't know. It's just yeah. always, there's always been something about Matt that I haven't liked since day one. I always felt bad for him, and then I really became a fan of his when he came back to the WWE after he got fired with the whole Edge and Lita thing, and then they got in that storyline. That's when I really became a fan of his. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. We then see another big addition of the AW roster, Swerve Strickland. Backstage, as Tony Nese interrupted him, he says uh, since they have a history of wrestling on Friday nights, he thinks they should do it again. Strickland agrees, saying he will beat that ass. 
That'll Short, be following sweet promo. Rampage. Yep. Tony Schiavone's then back again, this time welcoming Warlow to the ring. Warlow says you always come to a moment whether you want to help someone else accomplish their dreams or take the chance to fulfill your own. Warlow says before Max, he did a lot for someone and got nothing in return. Little did he know he was walking out of one cage and into another with Max. He knew Max wasn't a good person and he asked for forgiveness for associating with such trash, but he grew up very poor and had to watch his mother struggle uh, raising him and his two Older sisters, Max changes life and he thanks him for that, but it does not give him the right to disrespect someone like he did or his family, threaten his family, or lay hands on them like he did last week. He says he's still under contract with Max, but he no longer gives a damn. He's no longer watching his back. He's not his bodyguard. He's not a member of the pinnacle. He is finally free. Wordo tells tells Max to be smart, and if he lets him go from his contract, he will leave him alone. He only cares about becoming a TNT champion and obtaining a new contract. He will not stop at the TNT title, so he's letting everyone know in AEW, this is Wardlow's world. Great promo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great promo. Um, I mean, we've seen backstage interviews with Wardlow or uh, off-camera interviews with Wardlow. The man can talk he's finally getting that chance to MJF. It was never really in there for him to even do anything. Cause he was just the bodyguard. So I think a lot of people who don't follow anything post AEW dynamite or maybe uh darker elevation, they haven't seen Wardlow really deliver anything. And this was great to see it actually happen on television. Yep. Nope. I, I, um, Texted you and our good friend of the show, Austin Shepard, who, speaking of Austin, he wants a shot at your predictions title, so we're going to have to make that happen. Um, either if there is a blood and guts, or if not, maybe he gets the title shot at double or nothing. Triple threat. Who knows? We'll, we'll figure something out. I'm um, a fighting champion. Bring it on, Austin. Yep. Um, but uh, as, as, as I was telling both you guys, I think Wardlow's becoming my favorite wrestler in AEW. You know... We'll, we'll take this back to um, mid-February. You may, or end of February, because you were off mid-February, slacker. Mm-hmm. Um, you made the statement, you know, I've got to find a new favorite now that Cody's gone. I think you found him in Wardlow. I think I have. I just, I, like, I was a huge Dave Batista fan, especially when Batista was young. Wardlow reminds me a lot of a young Dave Batista. He's got the look. I like the short squash match, matches with the Powerbomb Symphony. I'm really going to dig this soon-to-be MJF Warlow feud. Um, ah, karma's yeah. squashing that. <laughs> I just, I mean, that may, maybe that's a segment next week. Maybe we can think about for a week. We come up with our top five favorite AEW talents as of, as to date. Okay. I think that sounds like a fun segment. We can we can take a week to think about that. So yeah, yeah. We then see QT Marshall. I can I can guarantee you he's not on my list. Um, he's showing backstage Is with he on Keith- anybody's. Uh, maybe his family's maybe um, his own <laughs> yeah his own yeah five times he's not on the nightmare factory's top five that's for sure no uh, he's shown backstage with uh keith lee he thinks they have a common enemy with team taz qt says he has stroke in aw so he wants to let him know they have his back keith says he happens to have a large back and he's good qt says that lee will pay for that you know my favorite part of this whole segment wasn't even the segment it was, uh, we go backstage now to Alex Marvez, who's with Keith Lee and QT Marshall. And uh, Keith Lee, QT Marshall. 
Yeah. It's yeah. like right there, you know, which cannot, is it? Is it I Marshall? Is it Marshall? Somebody yep. make up my mind here. Yep. So we, we think of the AW tag team title match, Jurassic Express with Christian Cage against the acclaimed ex caster and Anthony Bowens. Like always, caster cut a good rap this time, mostly aimed at jungle boy, which was really good. Um, made me laugh pretty good. Easy targets. Yep. Uh, good match here. Um, it went like we thought with Jurassic Express successfully defending the title, but there was a spot where they claimed uh, hit a uh, move on Jungle Boy. I don't know exactly what they call that move, but it was one of the closest calls I can remember in AW. It was like 2.9 seconds in Jungle yes. Boy kicked out. They really had me thinking, oh, my God, the claim's going to win the title there for a split second. Mm-hmm. And um... – Big shout out to the referee. The combination bomb, I believe they call it. Ah, ah, but yeah, big shout out to the referee of this match, Aubrey Edwards. It's her birthday today. Yes, yes, turned thirty-five, I believe. Oh, see, I wasn't going to give her age. I will never reveal a woman's age. She put it on social media. She put it out there. (laughs) She put it out there. I figured I can too. They're allowed to. But uh, good win for Jurassic Express. They just keep racking up the wins. They're going to be teaming with Hangman Page. I forgot to mention that earlier against uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole next week because he let the Dark Order know that uh, they thought they were going to team with them. They were trying to decide which two, and he said, I ran into Jurassic Express in the hallway. They wanted to get revenge on the Bucks. This was before Adam Cole chose the uh, Red Dragon instead. So uh, what what's, yeah. what's, going, what's going on with uh, Hangman and Dark Order? planting seeds that's what yep. we're doing we're yep. farming yeah. we're, we're, we're in the early stages of farming here yeah um because we're gonna see the we've already started to see it with reynolds after the shove at revolution yep. um i think something's gonna happen with each member to where they just start slowly not having anything to do with him and then he'll just kind of work his way back in and he'll be with the bucks again and then kenny will come back do you think it's too soon to turn Dark Order heel? Can you turn them heel ever again? Ooh. With them kind of being a comedic act? Uh, that's a tough one. Because eventually, Tin's going to have to break out on his own. Because, He's well, go on yeah. His own. But, I mean, you could turn him heel right now. But the moment Negative One shows up anywhere, their face again. Yeah, you're right. That's It's just, I don't know. It's just... No, I think yeah. I think personally they need to be that in betweener, that yeah. tweener group. Yeah. Um they're not baby faces, but they're not heels. Fair. Let them do heelish things while staying baby face, kind of like Cody used to do, but uh, maybe a little more heelish. Yep. I think it'd work perfect for Dark Order. Bring back, back the, join the Dark Order. And go yep. Going back to the tag team match. Um, Jungle Boy was another one that impressed me. A ton mm-hmm. on Sunday in that triple threat tag team match. I thought that was fantastic. Some of the offense he displayed was amazing. Um, you know, I'm still looking forward to the day he breaks out in the singles on his own. So I think he's going to be a huge star. How far away are we to dropping the jungle boy and just calling him Jack Perry? Well, see, that's the problem we're going to have because Jungle Boy said he doesn't want Jack Perry because he wants to establish a legacy apart from his father's. 
and he's right. afraid the last name will. Oh, okay. Well, it's Luke's kid. But you can tell how Jr. and some others feel about that when they're calling him Jack Perry more times than not. Because eventually, I mean, I know he's still in his mid twenties. Eventually, he's going to be too old. You can't call him J- Jungle Boy anymore. Okay, so when are we going to stop calling the Young Bucks the Young Bucks? Well, that's, that's <laughs> a good point. But when do they become the middle aged Bucks? It's a little different. But that's a good point. Um. I don't shark know. Boy is still Shark Boy, and I mean, yeah, Shark Boy is no talent older like, than us, like uh, Jungle Boy, but so uh, not yeah, many I, are. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just thought of that today. I so. think it'll become Jack or Jungle Boy Jack. I don't yeah. think he'll ever fully go Jack Perry, but I okay. think we'll add Jungle Jack's. Boy Jack. It's not too bad, I guess, but Jungle Jack or Jungle Jack, you know, something, yeah, Tarzan get, Man. <laughs> we think a number one contenders match for the AW World uh, Championship, Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. Um, pretty fun match here. A lot of back and forth. A lot of technical wrestling going on at the, at the beginning. Uh, towards the end of the match, we see Thunder Rosa hit a fireman, fireman's carry in a running clothesline, but Layla Hirsch kicked out yet again. She then goes to use the turnbuckle rod again when the referee wasn't looking, but Red Velvet appears and stops her. However, back in the ring, Layla secures an arm submission as Thunder Rosa got to the ropes. Layla misses a running knee strike and then gets hit with a Thunder Driver to win. There were a few moments. I mean, I knew Thunder was winning this match, but there were a few moments where I was starting to second-guess myself. Well, but, it's good for uh, Layla Hurst. She's finally getting the TV, t- TV time she deserves. She's getting oh, some yeah. wins. She's a young talent. She's going to be in the company for a while. Or even if she doesn't stay with AEW, she's got right. a bright future ahead of her no matter what. She's going to do great things. After the match, with Shivani is on the microphone. It says next week, Thunder gets a title shot against Britt Baker, and it will be inside a steel cage match. So you got to think that's going to be it's the one-year anniversary from when she beat Britt in the uh, Lights Out unsanctioned match street fight, whatever you want to call it. It was my match of the year last year. I think these two will tear it down inside a steel cage to keep Brit's posse away. It's in San Antonio, Thunder Rosa's hometown. Got to think Thunder's becoming and new next week, right? Oh, we're saying and new next week. I'll say that right now. It's time. Thunder wins next week. I think it's time. So, um, one thing I, I missed in my notes earlier, Jade Cargo, we saw a, uh, um, spot with her and she's talking about how next opponent line it's a big one because it's 430 and 0 so who though who Impact I don't know, she's, Grace, everybody. Uh, she's, she's ready to kick down the forbidden door on Twitter Paige Van Zant. yeah we'll talk about her in a bit oh yeah I forgot we're not there yet we're, we're I got ahead of myself there. sorry we're getting there because we, uh, well, one thing I got ahead of myself is Britt Barrett Baker appeared backstage. She says more conspiracy going on. Uh, Thunder should be at the back of the line, but Britt is not afraid of it. She's afraid of what happens if Carney riffraff like Rosa gets the title. Yes. Um, during uh, the match and uh, uh, the way some things have been said, do you think the relationship uh, between Britt and Tony Schiavone is slowly falling apart? Didn't notice anything. I guess I haven't well, been picking up on that. Well, Excalibur made a comment um, about, you know, Tony, even you have to admit that the championship was stolen from her. 
and just the way he responded, he was like, yeah, you know, it was. And, but when there's that many people on either side of the ring and you're the ref and he tried to turn it midway through that, you know, it, it wasn't really stolen, but I, I think, I think it's slowly starting to fall apart. Yeah. It'll be interesting to keep our, keep our eyes on I'll Adam to... Cole's fault. Yep. I still wait. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that. Adam Cole, Tony Schiavone winner gets Brit match. <laughs> oh God. Oh Lord. We then it's uh, get the main event, the TNT championship match between champion Sammy Guevara and challenger Scorpio sky, who was undefeated the past year. Yes. A lot of people probably didn't know that because a lot of his matches were on dark and dark elevation, not dynamite. Yeah, but uh, had a great record. Yes. Those two guys are going back and forth. Um, Sammy takes down uh, Scorpio Sky at the legs. The fight spills up to the outside. Scorpio gets a few shots in, but Sammy then dives into the barricade repeatedly. The Spanish God then breaks out of the table as Sky gets launched to the stairs. Sammy then sets up Scorpio on the table outside the ring, and he launches himself to the outside. Scorpio moves, and Sammy goes through the table hard. This was a 450 splash. Sammy scared me to death with his Spanish fly on the tables of Isaiah Cassidy on Sunday because the tables didn't really break. He scared me here again tonight. I'm like, this guy's one of my favorites to watch because he's so entertaining, but I'm, I'm scared he's going to kill himself one of these days on accident. Well, yeah, and back to Revolution real quick. Um, he didn't move for a few seconds after he oh, did that Isaiah Spanish like, fly. looked like he was knocked out cold. Yeah, I think Sammy might have knocked himself out because his head hit one of those tables. One of those tables broke from his head. Well, I so, think I think Isaiah actually took more of the brunt of it too. Yeah, so but, I, I think they both kind of knocked themselves out for a few seconds there. Yeah, um, and then the whole time on on picture and picture, uh, Sammy's girlfriend Tay Conte's down, and and so's uh, Doc Sampson. They're checking Sammy out. He's pointing to his ribs. He gets up. He acts like he's walking backstage, and then he shoves him away and gets back into the ring. Um, then, uh, let's see here. Where am I on my notes? Um, Sammy then spits at Scorpio sky and they start brawling as Scorpio dumps him to the outside of the ring again. Tay then ends up arguing with Paige Van Zant, who you just mentioned at reading side while back in the ring, uh, sky hits a backbreaker. He f- f- continues forcing on the back, but Sammy continues to kick out. Sammy tries to throw a few punches. Then he almost steals it with a roll up. Sammy then connects with a back heel kick and then connects with the springboard cutter, but Sky kicked out at two. Sammy then hits the GTH, but Sky rolls under the ropes. Veteran move there by Scorpio. He uh, then goes for the shooting stars press, but Scorpio gets his knees up. Dan Lambert then gets to the apron as Ethan Page tries to interfere, but Tay Conte stops him. However, Page Van Zant then appears and attacks her. She launches Tay Conte into the stairs, which distracts Guevara. Scorpio then hits the TKO to become the new TNT champion. After the match, Scorpio Sky attacks Sammy Guevara with the belt while Van Zant attacks Tay Conte, dumping her on top of her boyfriend, Sammy Guevara. She then signs her official AEW contract on Tay Conte's body to close the show. Yes. You know, we were talking uh, when uh, the Rhodes family, we'll call them for right now, left where that left Scorpio yes. Sky uh Paige Van Sant. I think we just found it. Yeah, honestly. I think it's a good pivot. Yes. And, uh, Scorpio becomes the first person in AW history to hold the TNT title and the uh tag team title at one time. 
Um, didn't see that coming. I got to be honest. I thought next week it was going to be Wardlow versus Sammy. But when I got thinking it through the match, I'm like, that'll be tough next week because now all of a sudden that's face against face. Yeah, but it's one of those that would have been okay. Yeah. Because Wardlow's still not officially face. I mean, he's face. He came out the face tunnel, but he's still under contract. So that still technically makes him a heel. So that's how you could have spun that one. But it's good on Scorpio Sky. I mean, he's been up in the yes. rankings for a while. This is a guy who had his AW contract extended multiple years last year. Um, a guy that both of us had said, where is he? You know, what's he doing? Him and Ethan Page don't need Lambert. Good use of Lambert and, and um, Van Zant tonight. I'm excited about Van Zant coming into the company. I think we see her feud now with Tay Conte, which was supposed to be Brandy Rhodes. Like you kind of mentioned, I think it was supposed to be Dustin and Cody versus men of the year. At least that's where I was picking up Cody and somebody. I just figured it was going to be yeah. Dustin. Um, but good storyline for them to find themselves in. That leads me to the question, Paul. Who wins next week at St. Patrick's Day Slam? Wardlow or Scorpio Sky? Does Scorpio only keep the title for one week? You know, right after the pin happened, um, I said uh, Wardlow wins it next week. I text that like right after it happened. But then I remember that Paige was supposed to sign her contract tonight. And then she did. And I quickly pivoted because I think Scorpio is somehow with the men of the year's help or whatever. They're all as mm-hmm. a collective called um, Dan Lambert's little boys. Um <laughs> What is their faction called? Why am I blanking? I don't know. I can't America think Top of it. Team. Okay, there we go. There we go. Uh, with the help of American Top Team, I think Scorpio is going to retain, and then we're going to see that feud take off between Tay and Paige Van Zant, and then uh, Sammy and either Scorpio or Paige's husband or you know somebody from American Top Team. I agree with you, and I think Scorpio defends it. I don't think he loses in one week because I think a lot of Twitter would be up in an uproar if he lost in one week. Twitter's going to be in an uproar whether he wins or loses next week. I I guess what I'm saying is Tony's got to be careful if he lets Scorpio lose it after a week because a lot of the African-American fan base would be up in arms. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not trying to turn this into race or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. But, but it's exactly what would happen. Um, and, you know, he's been outspoken by having minority champions and everything. So, yeah. Giving him title shots. So, if he did that, that would be a bad look. And I think a guy named MJF costs Warlow next week. Oh, okay. Didn't see him on TV at all this week. We okay. know we're going to get that feud. That feud doesn't need the TNT title. I would love Warlow to be champion, no, and he will no. be champion. But Warlow MGF, which is probably going to happen to double or nothing, you can play it out the next two months. It doesn't need a title. You can have him get through Spears first or whatever. I think Spears, may, maybe Spears, but or MGF, maybe a combination of both, get involved and cost Warlow the title next week. But see, here's the question. FTR fired Tully. Right. They didn't quit the pinnacle. Not yet. So... Could they somehow, you know, MJF says, I uh, go out there and make sure he loses. Now the question becomes, will the TNT match be the main event or will it be lower on the card? I think Just so be. that you can have a good post-match segment. It, 
with with it being in the steel cage match, first ever women's steel cage match, Thunder Rosa's hometown, AEW Women's title, presumably Thunder Rosa taking the strap off Brett. I think you close the show with that. Okay. I think okay. the TNT title match, I would lead off with it next week. But maybe they have it the nine o'clock slot. Or maybe they lead off with the, the six man tag. I don't know. They like to lead off know. with tags. So Yeah. It'll we'll be see. fun, but a fun episode of Dynamite tonight. What what rating do you give it and who's your wrestler of the night? You know, I will give it um a solid eight this week. There were a few spots, uh Hager especially that Once he struggled to get Eddie up, he should have just changed it on the fly, set Eddie down somehow and said, I ain't going to happen. Let's do something else. Let me shove you through it instead or something. Um, They should have done something there. You know, I'm I'm definitely going to be watching Twitter tonight and tomorrow to uh, make sure that Eddie is okay. Um, At least from my own knowledge, if nothing Mm -hmm. else. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with an eight for that reason. I'm going nine. I really Ooh. enjoyed tonight's show. I thought it was maybe the best one we've ever gotten after a pay-per-view. Um, exciting debut of Jeff Hardy. We all knew it was coming, but it was still cool to see, and it was great to hear that music again, the loaded music. Um, I enjoyed the opening spot besides the Hager spot. I enjoyed this. I did not see that heel turn coming like it did. Um, I thought all the matches were pretty good tonight. I like the – Seeds being planted between the Bucks and Adam Cole. I like FTR potentially being a babyface. Loved Wardlow's promo tonight. Got, I was shocked by the result of the main event. So that got me. I like when I can still get shocked by the result. Um, Love the William Regal stuff with Mox and, and Danielson. Just a lot tonight I really enjoyed. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Wrestler of the night, I'll let you go first. Oh, man. Uh, this is a tough one. Is it? Um, it, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> uh, I got to go with a loser here. I mean, oh. I'm sorry. I know you're probably thinking, uh, the winner of the main event was who I would go with. I'm going to go with Dante Martin. Okay. He got his shot at the title. He's just turned 21. I mean, yeah. At 21, I was going, man, I wouldn't mind being on a wrestling show one day. <laughs> and here he is doing it. Yep. So, I mean, win or lose, I love watching the kid. Like you said, he's on. I got to stop what I'm doing and give him my full attention. So he might be on Paul's top five list next week is what you're he saying. He might be. He might he, be. Well, I got to go with uh, Scorpio Sky for my superstar of the night just because uh, he finally gets individual gold. Uh, been a long time coming for him. Uh, might not got it cleanly, but he's a heel. He's not supposed to get it done cleanly. Um, Still miss here in SCU. And, and Sammy was a fun champion. I mean, he was a fighting champion. I think they said he defended seven or eight times already in the short time he had it. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see yeah. where the title reign goes to Scorpio. At, uh, defense number one against Wardlow next week is going to be tough. It will. Uh, definitely going to have to pull off some heel stuff there to, uh, to um, win that match, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep, it's gonna be a gonna be a fun card next weekend. Looks like a fun rampage on Friday night too. Yeah, yep. So um, let's let's make this official, shall we? Before we go any further, we'll uh, we'll do some KOP business here. Okay. Uh, I am a fighting champion. I have told you that since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, next pay per view. Double or got? nothing. Double or nothing. 
So let's do it. Triple threat match. You, me, and Austin Shepard for the KOP Predictions Championship. I'm down. Sounds I'm like down. Austin's going to have to join us the uh, week of Double or Nothing if he can. All right. Looking forward to it. So if not, we'll have to get his predictions ahead right. of time. So that way we can present them to you. And uh, and still, just saying, and still, I might be on a little bit of a high from that perfect card. Well, and okay? I got to be honest, I was feeling more confident going into Revolution than I had the previous two pay-per-views. I was not. I was so confident. I mean, I that's why I went with Thunder Rosa, big time of points. I thought that was going to be my winning pick in a backfire on me. I missed that, and I missed the Danielson match, which I only had two points on, so that didn't really matter. I knew that was going to be a tough one either way. So, yeah. Yep, but kudos to you. Perfect score, 9 out of 9. That, that was impressive. I, I think you and Austin have got me on my high still from getting that 9 out of 9. And I think if Austin would have waited till next week to say, I want this, I probably would have said, ah, wait till Tanner wins it and you well, can have well, it. You know what's going to be tough to double or nothing? It's going to be the finals Ooh. of the own, own heart cup. I know. That's going to be tough I to know. pick, too. Yeah, so I've already got an uphill battle against me. So yep. I'm looking forward to this. So uh, yep. Austin, be watching every single week. Keep listening to KOP podcast just like everybody else. And uh, can't wait to hear your predictions. And uh Hopefully you you at least beat Tanner. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> he's not going to beat me, so he's got to beat you. Uh, fair I mean, enough. It's only fair. fair it's only enough. fair. I don't want to call enough, him a flat out loser. I like Austin too much the, to do unless that. Unless the guest beats somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with that, be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating. And I think you can do that on Spotify now, if I'm not mistaken. I think Spotify added that feature not too long ago. So, Okay. Well, if they have, be sure to give us a five-star rating everywhere you can give us a five-star rating. Check out our merchandise store, um, and we've got that promo code going for us, MADNESS, all capital letters, and free shipping on all orders through, when was that through, Tanner? April 10th, so a month from when this episode will be published. So there you go. Be sure to go get you some KOP merchandise, whether it's a coffee cup, a T-shirt, a hoodie, or even a tank top. And don't forget, we still got our store up at Pro Wrestling Tees. And uh, that's the only place you're going to get the shirt that Tanner's wearing because that is not on our merch store. That is only on Pro Wrestling Tees. That's a Pro Wrestling Tees exclusive. Yes, sir. And be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And join us again next week as we kick out another podcast. <laughs>